welcome to Mystic Drip. Hey guys, let's get right into this. I used to like um say things like hello, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. Oh my god. I don't know. I, I, some people think that when you start to awaken um, you actually um, get nicer and sweeter and kinder and that may very well be the experience for some people but it has not been my experience and I think that we are just always demonizing each other right if demons did exist which they don't they only exist as distortions and fragments of our own misunderstanding fears and bullshit that we're dealing with if we are to slay some demons these would be the ones um where we stop telling people or try to understand that people's experiences are different i just feel like it has to start from the from the top and what i mean by that by the top i don't mean leadership teachers or coaches in that very you know general sense I mean that if you feel or if you are at some point responsible for teaching, helping, and supporting other people, you're not going to succeed unless you have this one key understanding. Uh, everybody's journey is going to look different. And, and it's not that, tr- that your truth and my truth are different. Your truth, my truth, yeah, yeah, whatever. There, there are some things that are true that we can't shift, change, or or, or try to manipulate with our understanding of it as much as we we understand gravity we don't know where it comes from or how to really truly manipulate it as much as we understand sound and vibration you know we have yet to figure out how to use sound to move things around i know that i was looking at some i don't know i think it was in gaia tv or something about how the the ancient um, they build the pyramids through the power of, 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 I guess, frequency vibration in the form of sound. And they can levitate heavy things and very cool, right? I just think that it's very, very crucial to let people embark on the journey the way that it needs to go, right? That doesn't mean that, like, let's say somebody's like, well, my journey is to express my violence. Well, yeah, maybe. That might be the journey that you're on. I'm not on that journey. So I do, would not have the, you know, the patterns, the intellect, the blueprint or anything to be able to guide someone through not expressing their violence or expressing the violence. I don't know. That's not where my gifts lay. So, but I do understand that even a person in jail who's committed a heinous crime is on a spiritual journey. The fact that you don't know that you're on a spiritual journey doesn't mean that you're not, you know, like if we can use babies, like babies are not necessarily aware of gravity, but gravity is, you know, like there's some things that your awareness, your conscious participation is not needed or required because you are always participating at the subconscious level, right? You may not know. So today I want to share about, I don't know, like i guess triggers and people getting triggered and how interesting some of these things are today i spoke about triggers in the god academy as well now i'll be probably sharing a lot about the god academy because it's my new baby it's a new thing it's a new project it's like all the things i love it so much um but but also yet um the God Academy isn't the only thing. It's just the only thing that is important right now. But pretty soon, the the, the initiation part, the initial part of the God Academy will move into its, like, into gear. And the way that I see that, like, the moment that I say, okay, in my mind, I said, the, the Academy is going to work. It's like a well-oiled machine, right? where if you are in charge of a factory and the factory pretty much runs itself, all you have to do is go in there, turn the lights on, 
make sure all the all the the power is going to all the necessary things but once you know that the thing takes care of itself the power plant's taking care of itself it's the the gears are moving the electricity is traveling through the cables and the networks and it's all going and there's very little that you do besides turning the light on and making sure everything is flowing in the right direction right so this is the way that i approach spirituality it's there's nothing really that you need to really do that's like that complicated as far as like imagine if you were responsible for manifesting a million dollars if it was up to you and i know it feels up to you but it's really not it's up to god it's up to the divine and if you come into this place of being in the god frequency which is what we really explore in the god academy then you have access to all the knowledge all the abundance all the things in the world through the frequency form but the thing is that it has to inhabit you in the frequency form first before it can manifest um, and outpicture into your reality. And the reason for the most important reason about that is because of the power of momentum. You have to have thought about something insistently enough for it to gather enough energy in the form of momentum for it to take physical form, for it to crystallize to manifest for all those vibrations that frequency that's already out there for it to come together in a way that outpictures your true desire the thing is that we always think that our desires is our desires we always think like that's what i want but we don't know what we want and that's why it's so important that when we live from the god frequency we have these wants but immediately we ask ourselves is this a want basically from shadow or is this a desire right from god and a desire from god comes through as your mission in life it comes in as an inspiration oh i just woke up and was inspired to open a book club that may feel like your intellect may make you feel like that you did that you had a great idea you had a great thought and now suddenly you are this master and you're bringing it forth the reality is that you're just a vessel and that the mastery and the creativeness and the genius and all the skills are god demonstrating them through you and you can ultimately start to get this understanding of being a vessel but also like a vessel with choice but do we really have choice because we entered with a certain program right and if we have a mission in life, does that mean that we have something that we're predestined to do? Which does that mean that we have no control over what happens to our lives, right? There's a lot of things in spirituality that are a paradox. And the only way to sometimes understand a paradox is to go deeper within yourself because the answers lie within yourself. And here's another really important part you will know the answers and will not be able to explain them to other people because it's an experience and you can try to say and you can try to do you have we have thousands and hundreds of thousands of programs on money on mindset on personal development or spirituality of entrepreneurship but you have more people who have failed with those quote-unquote shortcuts than though to use those shortcuts to succeed. I'm thinking of a few manifestation influencers, three, three, let's say the three top ones, three manifestation coaches or, or I don't know, whatever, female thought leaders. Even though they have achieved massive success and even though some of their clients have achieved massive success, they don't have an 100% success rate. Why is that? Because if their system actually truly worked, it would work for everybody. So that means that there, has, there has to be room for, there has to be a flexibility within each system that allows you to do the programs or do whatever it is on your own style in your own way. That's the only way that you will ever make someone else's quote unquote program work for them. Which brings me to one of the points that I want to talk about. 
and this was from a, a Facebook comment. This is where I get all my content from. That's why I was like, I hate Facebook. I'm going to get off of there. People are just on there whining. And I realized it gives me the opportunity to create massive amount of content because everybody's saying a bunch of stuff that I'm like, mm, I have a different perspective on that. Hello. Okay. So recently there was a, a post about um, something to do with like, I don't know, I think it was like copying other people's content, intellectual property, um, copying your coaches or your mentors, blah, blah, blah. And here, my comment that I offered was like, yeah, 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 we all get hung up on accolades, but it is all God that's, that's doing the work. And she was like, can you elaborate? I hate when people talk like that. Can you please elaborate on this? Because, you know, I'm so very knowledgeable that there's no way that you know something that I don't. What are you talking about? Let's talk. Let's discuss. Maybe that's not how she meant it, but certainly that's how I heard it. And I was just like, I don't know how to keep it simpler than that. All the time, most of the time, the ego, the human mind, the consciousness thinks that when idea comes up, that they've come up with the idea, but it never has ever in the history of humans ever anyone has come up with the idea. The ideas have always been received, which means what? They're always given. Given by who? By what? By the divine. And if you can understand that, you will never doubt your ideas ever again. Okay. Now, could you think that you're having an idea and all you're having is like intuition and thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's really important to have a really super squeaky clean spiritual life. Be really clean from the inside out. Be pure of heart. So then when you tackle, when you look and observe at the things that you're doing in your life and why they're important to you, you can have clarity as to knowing if these things that you desire are part of your mission or if they're part of what we call the shadow. Um, your, uh, uh, you know, aspects of you that are still stuck on survival, fear, and patterns, right? That's not necessarily always a fear. It's not necessarily always like, oh, you know, it, it could just be a negative pattern or, or just a pattern that no longer serves you that was given to you by the powers that be through all the cosmic and psychic information that is constantly traveling in and out and through all of us all the time, whether you're a baby or a full-grown adult. And so we had um, one person that was just like, we'll elaborate on that. And I was like, the, more, the, the best I can say is this. Ideas come from the divine. So if you wrote a book, that book came from the divine. If you created a course, that course came from the divine. Even if you copied it, right? The concept, the idea that to copy it might have come from the divine. Are you kidding me? I was in the fashion industry. And one designer came up with one design, one cloth, uh, you know, and then everybody jumped on that. And there was no, co no copyrights on fashion design. I don't know if there is now, but not when I was studying it. So everybody could be wearing the plaid skirt and nobody really knows where it comes from. And then even the designers were going back into the 1950s and 1920s to revive old fashions and bring new life into them. I feel like we get stuck on like our own intelligence and our own accolades so much that we forget that you know, it's, it's really truly by grace that a lot of the times that things work out for us. And at first it starts by grace, but then it continues with intentionality because now there, I can look back and some of the things that God set, uh, saved me from, I guess, I can say that was all grace. But now I know that some of the things that happen in my life are because I intend them to. But... I'm still covered by grace. Grace is what we all need because we all don't know shit. And we think we know, but we don't. So we need grace. Grace is that built-in fail-safe, right? You give it your all, you give it your best, and then you let grace pick up your slack. Okay. So my dad, my what I, what I said to this um, person was, what was it, the first person? I'm put my glasses on, you know. And she's like, I put all, all revelation comes from the divine. We get hung up on accolades. Um, and she's like, what do you mean by accolades? And I mean, 
inspiration comes to, through the divine. There was nothing else I can add. As I think about God and think about God sprinkling some fairy dust on the top of your head, and then you go, oh my God, I got this great idea. But it was never you. It was always the divine putting that in your mind, in your head. And the ability for you to respond to that is different. That's different if you can respond to the inspiration from God. But it's not you, it's the God within. And when we get out of the way, when you, when you focus on God and being God, here's the thing. You don't have to worry about having low self-esteem because it's not you, it's God through you. You don't have to focus about having all the knowledge because it's not you, it's God through you. And you just get out of the way because you know that everything you think is true is wrong. And the only thing that's real is the divine. So you step out of the way and you let that part, the broader, greater, best part of you, the real you, your real identity, take control of your life. And for that, you have to surrender the human. And that's where Jesus spoke about, you have to die to the self to live. Okay, that's that part. The second part, these are all from posts and comments on Facebook. The second one, um, this other girl, it's very interesting because I noticed that she got into my DMs and she was like, oh, hi, like, I find you interesting. What's up? Like, hey. And I saw it this morning, so I yet had a chance and opportunity to properly respond. But then I saw that she commented on my post that it's really, it could be really triggering for people. This is not even something I said. So this is so funny to me when people are like, you're wrong about your opinion. It's like, oh, thanks. Okay. I am never wrong about my beliefs. Never. My beliefs are mine. Right. But I could have distortion and let's, let's see if there's something to work through. I'm never going to stand here from the perspective of feeling like I'm ignorant and don't know what I'm talking about, but I will always, always step into like, but am I really, do I really know what I'm talking about? I will always question because the ego, the consciousness, your mind, your awareness, what you're aware of, all those things. If you're in, right, if you haven't learned how to navigate the God frequency and be and remain in that frequency, then you're always being tossed around by emotion and feelings and experiences. Okay. So anyways, this is what my spiritual mentor had said. She said, when you can love a bludgeonly beaten baby as much as one, as the one who bludgeonly beat the baby. I have such a hard time with that word. Let me try it again. When you can love the bludgeoned beaten baby as much as one who bludgeonedly beat the baby, you will know God. And she told me this many, 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 many years ago. And even though I don't feel it, I understand it. That's one layer above, <laughs> one step above people who want quote unquote, justice for all and fairness. People who are out here wanting justice and fairness have the least amount of personal responsibility and they're in their victim frequency. That's just the, the truth. And so this girl, this, you know, and she seems pretty freaking amazing, right? So it's like, I have no, no reason, no, no, no problems, no, no issue. Um, but she commented, on the post that I did. And by the way, the credit goes to Reverend Cassandra Spencer. She is the one who, the spiritual mentor and um, minister who told me this, this phrase. And I had one person say, yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, but let's look at that. The first person who says, I will never be able to look at a human who beat another human with love and compassion, never. I would look at the beaten up human. You know what that means? That means that person is just identified with being a victim. And they can never move past the point of forgiving their oppressors or their perpetrators. Why is that? If you're spiritual, though, if the premise of most religions really stems from love and forgiveness and, you know, God. So it's interesting when I find myself in spiritual circles 
with people who are conducting themselves and acting just like all the other people who do not have spirituality. This is something that always was so interesting to me. I grew up in church, very Christian, very strict. I would, I would think it's, if you've never been in a really Christian church or whatever, you would probably think about, about this religion being Pentecostal as the very, very culty side of Christianity. Um, not as culty as Mormons, but you know, close. I remember just watching all the Mormon stuff and I'm just like, holy shit, that sounds like my church, but I'm not Mormon. Damn it. We're all fucked up. <laughs> I remember in when I first got my foot, I was getting my photography degree and I was better than I think I, th I thought I was. And I thought I was good, but I think I was even better then. And I met a photographer who is a very well-known photographer who graced the covers of Vogue and all the big major magazines in the world. He's an amazing uh, talent. And I remember that I was, um, we're having lunch and he's in the group and we're all chatting. And I think they're like asking me, so Janice, what's up with you or whatever. And everybody's talking in one of our other photo shoots where I was, I was attending. And I remember him saying that he doesn't believe in God and he was completely atheist. And I could not understand because he was the nicest person I had ever met. Yet I had been raised in a church where everyone actually claimed to be saints, but acted evil. You had preachers cheating on their wives, divorcing them, even after preaching that God did not, does not like divorce. They were divorced and their dick sucked by the secretary. People were lying and scheming all the time. And then on top of that, you were like in this prison of church. You had to go to church on Wednesday nights. That's prayer. You had to go on Friday night. That's the, the youth. And then Sunday, all day long. And then on Tuesday, there's a prayer meeting at a brother blah, blah, blah's house. It's all consuming. It's like no escape. And I met a man who was honest, truthful. Like he was just a beautiful human being and he did not believe in God. And everything about what I thought God represented shattered in that moment. Because I was like, how could it be that I've lived and had my, my, my life with among quote unquote Christians who suck and I'm out here in the world by myself, you know, what the very thing they warn you about Christianity, don't go out there in the world cause you'll lose your religion. Yeah. You lose your religion and you find out it's all bullshit. It's all fear and it's all made up. Okay. Nonetheless. This young woman tells me, um, love doesn't mean not to let someone live without consequences. Well, if you believe that, that's okay. Then that just means that you, you don't want forgiveness. You want to pay for your quote unquote crimes, right? That, that, that just reveals that at the subconscious level, even though you're thinking about someone else, that it's very easy. It's much easier for the mind to point fingers, to see the flaws in other people, and sometimes to see the, you know, beautiful things about them. It's so much easier for the intellect to to point out there, but there's no out there. There's just within. So as you're pointing out there, like that person's triggering me. That person doesn't get it. That person, this and that, the other. It's all revealing things about you and your inner psyche. So this person, this lovely human being said, love doesn't mean we don't live without consequences. That's because she's thinking about herself as a victim. Now, I went through some of her content and most of her posts are very victim frequency. So it would be outstanding if she joined the God Academy and eradicate that frequency. But that's not up to me. That is up to her and what she feels she's guided and what she's ready for. Because not a lot of people are ready for this program, the God Academy. Actually, one of the people there, because she had been raised Catholic, some of the practices and some of the stuff that I do, she's like, I don't know about this. This makes me uncomfortable. This, you know, this challenges 
my belief systems. But here's what I want to say about that. You want to challenge your belief systems because you're here in this moment of your life because of those belief systems. And until you challenge them, you know, you're never going to change, right? Because you're, it's already a pattern. It's already who you, who you are. But who you really are is not a pattern. Who you really are is not a religion. Who you really are is not a thought. Who you really are is not an opinion. So what I had to say about this was I put something along the lines that so many of us think that we're about love, but when presented a question to love someone who doesn't deserve love, we can't do it. But that's the definition of unconditional love. It's unconditional denotes that it's undeserving. That is not merited, it's not a reward for a behavior or an action. Um, so this oh, young lady said, because this is what I put, I was like, yes, it does. Because it says, you know, it doesn't mean you get to live without consequences. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Because the consequences of being in a pattern is the pattern, right? So let's let's explore that. If you believe somehow somewhere deep deep down inside and i'm going to keep it very simple use very simple language so your subconscious can understand and, and all the codes can land but you might have the very inside of you beyond the level that you can detect or even can admit to i believe that you are just unlovable nobody loves you their love is just not for you and you may not know that but everything about your life will outpicture it. You will not feel loved by money. You will not feel loved by men. You will not feel loved by your circumstances, by your job, by your career. You will just not feel love. And if you don't feel love by your friends, by your career, by the things that you are, that simply means, honey, there is a frequency within you that is screaming at you, trying to show you what you're believing right? And the way that it gets you to stop is by showing you that, right? So if you feel unlovable, let's use money, you feel unlovable, right? Maybe you have a business, maybe you have a career and you get money. But for some reason, you still, still don't feel happy, you still don't feel fulfilled. So guess what you think you need? More money, a promotion, you know, more toys, whatever it may be. But you find that you get stuff and you get stuff and you get stuff and you don't feel more love. I have a personal experience to share about that. I remember when I first started coaching and how excited I was and I had hired someone that cost like $5,000. That was extraordinary for me because I had never invested that much money in myself outside of just college. And it was new. The industry was still really new. It was certainly new to me. And so spending $5,000 on a coach was extravagant at that time and that level and those years ago. It wasn't like now we're spending 5000 is the most normal thing in the world to for a coach and more. And so I invested really high ticket from the jump. I was really excited. I joined a bunch of um, different uh, websites that were popping up all for coaches. And I started really trying to get my first client. Now, my first few clients that I got, I first started with free clients, right? And I think I had like a handful, like five free clients. And I just gave him support for 30 days. And I was like, look, I just need some testimonials. I need some practice. I would love if you let me coach you for 30 days. That's it. Um, that's all. Like, and if you see some improvements in your life, if you could share that, it would be amazing. Right? So I coach like five people and they're like, wow, I had no idea the power behind this. Um, especially one of my friends, Jessica, who had been a model she's a mom she's beautiful redhead um she had been in fashion shows we met through that kind of like that fashion week in um upstate new york and stuff like that anyways i remember that we had linked up before and i was like hey i'm a coach now would it be okay if i cut you she was like absolutely you've always been a very positive person in my life and, and really like one of those people that told me to go for it I was like, cool, let's do this. And 30 days later, her testimonial was something like, I cannot believe how much this helped, how powerful this was. She was just like, I'll do it for you as a favor. 
And I didn't know that I was gonna, she was gonna get such powerful results. And even those results that seemed so powerful, they were so minuscule compared to like um, some of the things my other paid clients have gotten. But even at the free level, it was enough for someone to go, holy crap. There's some true magic here that we're working with. Thank you so much. Give me a wonderful testimonial and we moved on. So my first few clients were free and then in coaching. And then I found this um, website that actually connected coaches and people who wanted to be coached together. It was like a dating app for coaching. And I started to get my first few clients through that app. I don't necessarily count them because it was through the app and it was also like really low end, like $29 a week. I still do um, low end stuff um, because, you know, money is an illusion and we can just play with numbers. It doesn't matter. But needless to say, um, I got, I have like maybe four paid ones and some were paying $29 every other week. So, you know, this is not really that much money. And then someone was like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars for a month, which was like, and these were all um, packages that were set by the app. So there was very, it was, it was inflexible, the, the, what I could charge. So I was okay with that. It was $29 a week, then it was $99 a month, but it was on that second month, right? One, one, one whole month I did that. And then on the second month, um, I started to invite people to work at a higher level on a personal, you know, outside of the app. Now, I don't think you were allowed to do that. And that's why the app, the, the longevity of that didn't last. I think they had to have a better business model, but that's where I got my first client. And when she paid me a, a, in one day, five figures, I lost my shit. Was it four figures? That was four figures. It wasn't five figures. <laughs> four figures. Yes. Um, but compared four figures, which is over a thousand dollars to $29 a week, right? So it was a big deal to me. I was like, yes, I knew it. I know I could do it. I'm so powerful. I'm the best coach in the universe. And then 10 seconds later, I wasn't happy anymore. And I have, have continued through the years to get clients and not feel happy about the money. Now I do have a lot of happiness about the intimacy that we get to share. That for me is more important, but that comes with knowing your core values. Which, if you don't know your true soul core values, you're going to want to get into the God Academy because we work those out there. And right now, it's only $22 a week, and it's going to go up to $44 a week. So um, if you feel called, if you feel moved, if you feel curious, this is the time to jump on. It's for a year, and it could be the easiest yet most profound program that you ever do. Okay? So anyways, I want to go into... A little bit of why sometimes um, we don't feel happiness now you could very well think that the reason you don't feel happiness or I thought that I wasn't feeling happiness was because of something else I never thought that it was because I wasn't happy about the money I always kept thinking the money was gonna make me happy but money came and money came and money came and money came and it was not the factor in my happiness. So think about it. If you're not a person that's like super uh, about the money and you think you are, right? Because we're all living from this like, well, everybody wants money. Everybody wants freedom. I want it too. We don't really know. if we don't really do the work, the internal work to find that out. And so you'll find that if you're feeling unlovable, then you're not gonna feel lovable no matter how much amount of money you get. So what the work to do is to find a way back to love, right? This is my, my whole concept of this post that I posted about the baby. If you can have love for what feels like an innocent child who has been abused, neglected, and, and it's unfair what has happened, 
right? And then you look at this person who beat them, who neglected them. This is actually how most of us look at our parents. You didn't take care of me. You, you know, you didn't do right by me. And we step into this being a victim, but we don't see the larger picture at play. And the larger picture at play has nothing to do with the compassion you feel for the baby and the hatred that you feel for the person that beat it. It all has to do with your ability to feel unconditional love. And if you cannot feel unconditional love for the baby and for the person who hurt the baby, that means unconditional love is not part of who you are. Therefore, you do not love yourself unconditionally. What means? What does it mean? It means that you may love yourself conditionally. If I do my practices, I love myself. If I say the right thing, I love myself. Right? And if, if I don't, then that idea, that concept of not being lovable anchors in even further. That pattern gets stronger and stronger. Okay. So what I said to this young lady, she's like, you don't have to. Love doesn't mean you don't live without consequences. And what I saw from her work is that she, like I said already, she's stuck on, on being a victim a lot. But I said, yes, there is no consequences. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is no consequences. When someone goes, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. I feel like you say, people say that because they kind of don't want to forgive and they don't want to let go. And so they, they, they attach themselves to the idea of, well, I can't get rid of my thoughts, but you can, but you can, right? Because when you disempower that thought, when you bring that thought into submission to God, to the truth, that thought does not stand a chance. It will disappear. You know, so many things and so many times we don't even really know if what we think is real or true. We think it is. I've already told you the story many times, I think, of when I thought that I had money issues because my mom struggled financially. Then I found out that my mom was the boss lady and she had more money than my dad. Then I found out that she was actually on TV and she was a little celebrity in our hometown, wherever she went, my mom succeeded, always got money, always got jobs. And really what was holding her down was religion. And guess what? In my peanut little mind, as a little girl, I thought it was money and it wasn't. So you see, your thoughts are not right. There was a phrase that I learned a while ago and it really has changed my life. It's like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Because you could be right about being a victim and then you'll be a victim. Congratulations, you win. You are the ultimate victim. Or do you want to be happy? Imagine for a second a life where you are not victimized by others. Where you don't feel inferior or victimized by others. The truth, freedom. When you don't feel like your gender, your sex, your skin color, your hair, the color of your eyes, nothing that looks and appears to be you, it truly is you. So none of that things actually matters as far as who you really are. And anyone who's still focused on those things, you know, no judgment. They're just not there. So this girl got triggered. She got triggered when I said that, yes, this means forgiveness. No consequences is actually forgiveness, right? And she goes, but you, I, and I said, but you have to be awake to really understand that. Now, I didn't mean to say to her, she's not awake. I said, you have to be awake to understand that. Where I was coming from was the fact that I still do not feel the love for the perpetrator as I do the child. I, I don't feel it. I want to. And that's what I commented. I said, well, that's the goal, my love. That's the goal. I was like, you're triggered. And that fact that you're triggered means there's work to do. Um. And so she says something, we are not always the ones to administer that is true, but at the end, no one can outrun their deeds. Well, again, <laughs> I'm trying not to sound like an asshole, but I don't care if I do. If you are separate than God, if you believe there's a separation between you and God, then of course you will feel that you need to participate in the consequences type of physical laws and reality but if you identify and know who you really are 
that who you really are is God, that you can live in the God frequency, that all you have to do is go back to zero and erase, clear, delete, disintegrate anything that makes you feel separate than that which you really truly are, then that's the real corporate. That's the real problem. That's the real thing to be focused on. The fact that people in the world want to punish bad people just shows their desire for self-punishment, right? And you may think, oh no, I don't agree with that. I don't care because there's no out there. It's only within. There's no out there. There's only within. And so I was almost triggered. <laughs> Isn't it so funny when you're like almost triggered? You're like, that could bother me. Oh my God. No, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all because I know who I'm talking to. I'm just talking to me. I'm talking to that part of me that is showing up as her and trying to scare me into not speaking the truth. But I will speak the truth. I will do it even if I'm scared shaking in my boots. Kicking and screaming, I will heed the call, I suppose. Many years ago, I got this desire, this mission, this purpose, and I have run ran from it and rejected it for a very long time and it just so happened that this year i finally said yes to it okay so what does that actually means for anyone who was not in their true path in their divine path which by the way you always are but when you don't have awareness and you suddenly wake up to the awareness that you're in this place and that you're embarking on your mission on your truest path the one thing that only you can do one being that only you can be without forgetting who you truly really are the, the divine itself so what did i say to this girl let's see i was like oh your trigger there's work to do because she was, was like your definition of being awake this is something that happens with a lot of marginalized communities they're so on the defense that they cannot even hear because they're just like, but, but look at all what, the, look what they did to my ancestors. Look what they did, but look what they did, but look what they did. And I cannot, for the life of me, go back and erase anything that had already happened. And I do not want to, even though I myself have been marginalized and part of oppressed communities. Why wouldn't I want to change that? Because there is no white people, there is no black people, there is nothing but God and the divine. And every single thing that you think is outside of God is just a distortion in your perception. And I can't make you see it clearly, but in the God Academy, you can come in and go within and ask for yourself the divinity within you. Don't ask me because I'm not, I don't know. I'm only going to be able to tell you what works for me. And even then, I may not even really know. I don't know. I don't know is the most powerful thing you can say to yourself. But most of us are leaning on our intellect. It's like, I know that at the very least, you can choose the truth that you want to, but I don't believe. I think people need to have consequences. Really? Really? That's because you think that uh, different behaviors have different consequences scale. Because I'm pretty sure that you want a murder, a murderer, a killer, a rapist to go to jail, but you wouldn't put a liar in jail. I'm pretty sure you lie, and I'm pretty sure you lie all the time, and I'm pretty sure that you lie to yourself the most. And so we all want to punish people out there, but there's no one out there. And so when it comes to this idea of the be the baby and the the beaten baby and the person who did that, you are both. There's part of you that is deep, dark nasty and no one likes to look at that no one likes to look at that that's called shadow work no one wants to admit their darkness their savagery their 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 ability to snap every single one of us can snap Boop, snap and go violent and crazy especially the more you suppress anger and violence the more you have an opportunity or chance to snap at the very least people who are expressing their discomfort at the very least are expressing it you keep that shit inside like racist people who keep their racism inside secret that shit will blow up not only it will reap 
havoc in the community, but in your health. Um, Dr. Hugh Lin, which is one of the teachers that I learned from and follow, he says that anger can lead to cancer, diabetes. There's many studies out there that show that your mental health um, is really, the levels of stress is really responsible for your body's wellness and your lifestyle's wellness. So I'm gonna ask you a question. If you had the ability, if you were a human God and can heal and forgive and, and help people, just like maybe Jesus. Jesus is really the only example that I have with a bunch of um, comparisons because that's how I grew up. But this could be for anyone in your religion, in your culture, right? There was many examples where Jesus just forgave and let go. There was a prostitute. Everybody wanted to kill her. Jesus said, well, okay, whoever is in here who hasn't fucked her can do that. And one by one, all the men turned away. Because even if they didn't fuck her physically, they had mentally desired her and judged her. And she was just trying to make some money. I don't know for what reason she was a prostitute, but I, I'm going to assume that maybe she was unmarried. Because back in the day, that is the only way women survived, through marriage. Well, at least in the Bible times. Very gnarly, very gnarly times. I'm glad we're not back there. Um, so there was times where Jesus, you know, when he was going to be crucified and somebody cut his ear, uh, Peter cut the ear off of some one of the soldiers. What did Jesus do? For fuck's sake, can we understand this already? Jesus grabbed the ear and healed it and put it back on the guy, the very guy who was going to take him and kill him. Jesus understood unconditional love because Jesus understood oneness. Jesus understood mission and purpose. And Jesus understood one thing above all things, that the body can experience death, but we cannot die. You can experience death and all the fears about dying, but you cannot die because who you really are is the divine. And so I wanted to share about that because there's people that tell you who they are and it's usually in between, like learn to read between the lines. Um, I put, you're triggered, there's work to do, and everything you scream, you said scream fear. But I don't, do I don't judge those who feel that. I still don't, but it is my goal. And what I was talking about is I still don't sit and look at a beaten and bludgeoned baby and its oppressor and feel like, I love him or her. I don't care that they're abusive or hurtful or murderers. I'm not there yet, but that's the goal. Isn't that the goal to get to this place of such an extraordinary wisdom and understanding, the one that only comes from God, so then you could look at a situation like that from the perspective of that Christ consciousness and just be like, oh shit. What is this? What is what is in me that is allowing this up this thing to manifest right before my very eyes? And if it's not manifesting before my very eyes, it's still manifesting in my consciousness because I'm thinking about it. What what is it in me? that I can hold accountability and responsibility for? And what is it that I need to heal in me based on this situation that I'm experiencing right now? The last thing that I said to this young lady is this, because she said, I live in peace, sister, perhaps I'm the reflection of you. Well, does that sound like a peaceful statement? If you are a peaceful person, nothing but peace will be able to come out of your mouth. When you are a person that's challenging, that's not peaceful. When you're a person that is confronting, that's not peaceful. So when she says, I live in peace, right? She's saying, I, 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 this is what I want and I don't have more than anything. Peace is more, it's the thing I want, right? What does that, what does that tell me about you? That your mind is busy. You can't, that you're consumed by confusion and fear and overthinking. 
And then what is that? What else does it tell me about you? When she says, well, maybe I'm your reflection. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Because if I truly believe that statement of unconditional love, I wouldn't be in this discussion with this woman, but it's, it's through this discussion that I can do the healing work for myself because I know that there's st still something in me that's uncomfortable by the idea of unconditional love and how we want to experience unconditional love, but we're so unwilling to give unconditional love. It is a paradox, nonetheless. The last thing that I said to this young lady was, here's what I have to say. And it's about the real you. The real you is seeking. And the peace that you want, you can have. And you don't have to be triggered by the things that you don't understand. You commented on this post. I don't post to get likes or to argue personal experience. I share my heart. And it's okay if you're triggered because that's where I shine. I think that one of the, my superpowers is to help you unfold, unpack, understand these things we call fears. Understand these things we call shadow. And it is through the shadows that you finally get to see who you really are. So the shadow is not here to hurt you. It, it, you could let it hurt you, but if you're smart, you can join the God Academy and do the deepest level work you've ever committed to. And if you are ready for that, I cannot wait to have you on there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Just before you leave, I want to tell you a little bit about me. I am a Puerto Rican mother of three. I run my own business. I'm an artist, a coach, a mentor, a photographer, creative director, and so many other things. I want to let you know what I do. I help mystics attune to the highest potential without needing to be a saint and without sacrificing who you are. I help you hold your standards and your values and I help you experience more ecstasy, bliss, euphoria and an orgasmic life using the ecstatic alchemy method so that you can manifest in a constant state of awe and experience an orgasmic life that blows your mind every single day.